0: Welcome to Mindset Talks podcast. It's a girls, Cassie
1: and Amanda, and
0: we are here to share our mindsets,
1: elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. We are in continuance of May being Skin Cancer and Mental Health Awareness Month. So I know we started our month off with a little bit of talking about skin cancer, some facts around that, and talking about therapy and, Mm -hmm. you know, some ways to support the mental in staying safe and sane and pretty much, you know, as we always say, being a better version of ourselves, right?
0: Yes, always trying, although some days are certainly more difficult than others.
1: (laughs) Ooh, you ain't lying. But... I tell you what, it's so random, but today I was sent a video uh, from TikTok, mm-hmm. not from TikTok, but someone sent it to me that came from TikTok just saying, <laughs> yeah. TikTok don't be sending me no personal videos, which would be interesting <laughs> if they did. Anywho, um, and it was this video that was just uplifting, and it was just one of those like, don't question where you're at. You're at in life because you're supposed to be there and you're equipped to do everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, for those of us who do believe in God or a higher power, they put you in this spot because that's where you're supposed to be. And, you know, don't worry about this, that, and the third. She kept saying, You're equipped, you're equipped, you're equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have slow times in life, that's where that's your time to rest. And when things start to pick up and you feel like you're on a good track, utilize your resources and, you know, you're, you, you have what you need to be where you are and to do what you need to do and to get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's,
1: that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it was, it was so nice. And I just thought it was so funny that I got that before we actually record this episode. So I was like, damn, like, you know, for some mental, for some mental health, that was a good feed, you know, because TikTok does have just a variation of things on there. So Um, Just to be able to be sent that video. And I didn't ask for that. Like, I, I personally feel like right now I'm in a pretty decent place mentally. Like, I don't feel um, down or too far one way than the other. I just feel like I'm coasting. So the fact that I got that was like a sign in a sense, you know. I just had to share that pretty cool video. It was long as hell. I ain't gonna lie. I was gonna but- say. <laughs>
0: It sounds like a long video.
1: <laughs> it was a little lengthy. Like, I'm sure she used that whole three minutes for that video. But um, it was it was just nice to hear. And I'm just like, well, I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. So she better not be lying to me. <laughs> I am where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to continue to believe that. So, Yass. yeah, mental health kickoff. You know, <laughs> and you know me, I like I like talking about mental health a little bit too much, probably even though I'm not an expert in it and never will I act like I'm an expert. Mm. But it's just uh, a topic that I like talking about to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think we all know by now that you are kind of the more so mental health guru, but, you know, it's a it's a good thing. It's an important topic and <laughs> everyone's talking about it these days, so.
1: It's important. Like, it's so important and I find that, We as people, um, not enough people, of course, because there's never enough people on the good wave, but we as people have evolved. And I don't know if it's just like our generation or, you know, exactly what it is, but just talking about like self-respect, you know, um, the mental health thing, being healthy internally um, aside from externally. Mm-hmm. is I feel like it's been so much more common of a topic over the past few years. And I literally just talked with my therapist about this where it's like one thing that I can speak on being from the black community that I was raised to be obedient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where wow. if an elder tells you to do something, you do it. You don't question it. Mm-hmm. If an elder says something to you, you're not supposed to talk back. Um, even if you're just expressing your feelings, it's considered as talking back. Yeah. Um, you know, like there are there are certain things that won't fly today, but that's how we were raised with. And it's just that whole mental health thing where it's like as adults, we realized things like that was not okay. And now we're able to pretty much like change that curve or as they call it, break that generational curse mm-hmm. and do things differently. So that way our children who are coming up don't have that same unhealthiness in a sense when it comes to just being able to vocalize themselves or just say how they feel or just to be able to have a conversation Because it shouldn't be you can't speak or you can't do this or you can't express your feelings because I'm older than you and you're just supposed to listen to me and what I have to say and do as I say, even though what I say and what I do can be wrong as hell, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's interesting how times have, like, definitely changed. Um, And, you know, there are, like, good and bad aspects about it too. So for sure, just interesting, though, to see how... It's a complete like 180 that it is from how it used to be. And, you know, I, I can certainly see some bad things that come from it, but I do see mm-hmm. a lot of good things, definitely, for sure. So
1: for sure, because if you're too lenient with mm-hmm. it, then you kind of don't really have a uh... no boundaries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just put it that way. That's yeah. exactly what I'm looking for. No boundaries. And then that just doesn't work out well, because if you don't have boundaries like from the get go and you go out into society with no boundaries, then That's a setup for failure in some aspect.
0: Yeah. Boundaries and respect are are huge. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You have
0: to speak your voice freely, but, you know, always remain boundaries and respect.
1: Right. There's a time and a place for things as well. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that, you know, if an adult tells a five-year-old to go and do something and that adult should just disregard what they want done and let the five-year-old tell them how they don't like it and, it hurts their feelings. Okay, I guess your feelings are hurt, but this needs to be done. So I'm going to need you to do that. Right. And, you know, we can we can handle your feelings once the job is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's just my little random ass rant of just <laughs> how I see mental health. And I, I pair that with mental health because that that stuff does affect you when you get older. And how does it affect you mentally? So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That's, that's my little thing. thing.
0: (laughs) Well, and so to kind of like wrap all of that into one package that goes along with, you know, kind of like what we, what we try to bring awareness to um, Mm -hmm. is the question of when does mourning a loss actually turn into like a mental illness? So one thing Hmm. that, yeah, I feel like it is a very interesting question because some would probably think automatically that, like, grief and mourning can't really turn into something like.
1: Like an illness. Yeah. No, I completely agree because I, I just wouldn't pair it with that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but Mm -mm. I when you say when it becomes an illness is like, damn, it gets that extreme. Like, yeah, it does reach different levels for people. But I've never thought of it as becoming an illness. I just thought of it as someone falling into that, that deep, dark hole, you know, Mm -hmm. and that hole is just a different depth for different people. Yeah. But I never considered like a certain depth to become illness.
0: No, me neither, really, until I started like looking into it. And I I find it interesting um, because this one thing that I found says that most of the mental health experts agree that six months of unrelenting grief is enough to establish the presence of something called complicated grief. And then 14 months is too long to wait until you seek treatment. So it kind of seems to be in between that like six month to like 14 month range, which I think would seem appropriate, like when you really like think about it, because yes, you are still going to be grieving, but there mm-hmm. does kind of like come to like a certain point where you do have to function back into society. And if you feel like you're not really able to do that, you know, six months to maybe a year afterwards, then you might want to mm-hmm. start looking into getting some like professional help. And that's not to say like, um, you know, like you're you're crazy or anything like that. Like, it's, right really just the fact that you're grieving and you just need help with how to process that.
1: That's true. No, that and in today's times, time passes by so quickly. So six months is but isn't a lot of time Mm -hmm. because six months passes by like nobody's business. I mean, look at us. We're going on four and five years of our parents not being here. Yeah. And, I, like, it was, I mean, you asked me, it, it didn't happen that long ago. It doesn't feel like that many years ago.
0: Not even. I can't even believe that. For me, it's five.
1: You know, so, but for for someone to not be in an okay state to, you know, go back into being in society and, adjusting to the change of you know now grieving and mourning this loss Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be more common in situations where it was sudden or tragic right you know um not saying that it can't happen for those who knew someone's passing was coming Mm -hmm. but um I could see that that relentlessness being more of a thing uh, when it's a uh, very unexpected death yeah um or even numerous deaths at once like oh, what if yeah. you lose I didn't even think about this but what if you lose more than one family member at a time
0: yeah I, I couldn't imagine and there's people that like lose people in like car accidents or right know, something kind of tragic and severe and that's definitely got to be hard
1: right because I mean does you know, <laughs> I just wonder does that statistic of the between the six months and 14 months change because if i just lost three people in my family all at one time Mm. do i get six to 14 months for each person because it's like (laughs) god damn like one person to lose is hard enough
0: yeah i'm sure it stays the same though um which is
1: sucky i'm not gonna lie like damn you about to judge me off of how well i put myself back together Mm-hmm. After losing three important ass people at one damn time. Right. Sorry, I feel real passionate about this right now because <laughs> it's just be like, I don't even know how I would feel. I right. can't even imagine that feeling.
0: Yeah, me neither. I couldn't either. Um, but there was something else that I had seen that did confirm that a sudden loss can actually trigger a variety of um psychiatric disorders. So I'm Ooh. sure I, well, I don't know if I would say it's like common or whatever, but it's definitely a thing that can happen to where if somebody is experiencing one or multiple sudden like tragic deaths that they can certainly just kind of like lose their minds for like the lack of a better word. Rightfully so. Yeah, no, <laughs> no blame
1: there at all whatsoever. Right. Like, and those who are able to resume life in some sense, mm-hmm. after those losses, I give it to those people because, yeah. one, like I said, one person at a time to lose is hard enough. Even one person and then back to back you lose people is right. hard enough, but all at once mm-hmm. and you're able to pull it together and to continue with your life. Yeah. Those people in a health in a continue in a healthy manner because... People can continue, but then they might pick up bad habits of yeah. some sort. But those who continue and are able to continue in a safe way, big ups to them. Because that is like the ultimate, ultimate strength, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Well, and you got to think, too, as you're like speaking, it's making me think because I like to watch a lot of um, like
1: murder Stories, what are you that i d channel
0: uh so no, there's actually a really cool youtube uh channel that I've like watching called that chapter. <laughs> he's really good at like kind of like putting storylines together and stuff um and well, i don't know if he's like touched on it specifically, but it made me just think of like things like I've seen in the past where um you know families of people who have lost people to like murders or like sudden deaths and whatever mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them kind of start to make that like their their new life's purpose and like they'll create like foundations and stuff like the um Gabby Petito case and things I feel like their parents like don't do anything but that foundation that they have started Mm -hmm. and I just feel like that's where a lot of people go because it's so hard to just like let it go but then you can also feel like you can function in society if you're trying to help others that may be going through the same thing so
1: that's very true and that's a very healthy way to go about it yeah yeah to be that support you know because it opens up a support group um Mm -hmm. you know to just be there for others and to be able to you know relate to them in their situations but i must say because you know i'm gonna go off topic for a second because that's just what i do (laughs) (laughs) What is this stereotype of women in these murder shows? I'm a woman myself and I do not watch. I don't. I just can't because maybe it's my level of optimism. I don't know what it is, but them shits make me a little too sad. And then I get freaked out and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm one of those lock the bedroom door behind me now that I watch this stuff and I got to check the doors downstairs numerous times and make sure they're locked. My mom used to watch that stuff all the time. I cannot. I cannot. Well,
0: I'm just a weirdo. You know, like I went to school for forensic science. Like that's just right. kind of like in my DNA. So I'm probably not the best one to ask about it. But I just find it extremely intriguing in some I,
1: weird way. <laughs> it literally dampens my energy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I get so curious.
1: I I got to be like bored to the highest degree and I literally take a nap before that but I gotta be bored to the highest degree and I've like watched a few episodes but I really just they get me so worked up on the inside like I just maybe I'm an empath and I just feel what's happening in the episode so I'm like oh my gosh I feel threatened
0: (laughs) yeah I don't know maybe
1: I don't know, but it's a, I always see it, like, on social media. It's those stereotypes about women watching them crime investigation shows and stuff like that. And I, I hate know, the but... internet because they're not lying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not to, lying. Just
0: turn on forensic files and I can sit there literally all day and just get lost and not know what time it is.
1: I literally will just watch repeat episodes of, like, black sitcoms like Living Single even though I've watched every episode at least a good 10 times already, yeah. I'll watch it again. <laughs> so I don't have to watch anything else that I feel dampened energy from.
0: Yeah, no, I get it.
1: Oh,
0: it's gosh. not for everybody, and that's why I do what I do for a living. Because you
1: know, <laughs> not Well, so. that's why the world needs people like you.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And See,
0: there's room for everybody here.
1: There is. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw us off, but...
0: I know. That. No, I forgot the comments that I was gonna make before. You were too. talking
1: about the foundation and how it helps oh. people to support.
0: See, there you go. <laughs> that helped.
1: I may I made sure to remember oh. since I was going off topic.
0: <laughs> I'm proud of you because you know me and my memory is just not there at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, Ever <laughs> shut up? But that had me thinking. I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast before. Um, to where. Right after everything happened with my dad, my first thought was, oh, my God, I'm going to start a foundation for him because this is such a rare thing that not a lot of people go through. And, you know, there's like cancer uh, like organizations and stuff. And I do believe I found like a few um, like throat cancer related foundations, but I don't think any of them are in the U.S. Um, but don't quote me on that. I just I haven't looked at it in a long time. OK, um, but it is something that I did want to do at some point and it's not completely off of my bucket list but i just find it a lot harder the farther away that i get from you know the day that everything happened um just because i can't i don't know if i can immerse like my daily life into into like remembering everything that like had happened at one point in time. So like I just I really don't know where these families like find the strength for like these murder cases and stuff because I just I don't know if I could live that every day and like help people out. Like I'm in a um in a Facebook group for people that are experiencing the surgeries and stuff and the cancers that my dad went through and like Every now and then, like, I might chime in with something. But, like, for the mm-hmm. most part, I would say I just kind of, like, ignore them like it's, like, white noise just because it's, you know. Easier. Yeah. And it's, like, is that something – is that even healthy to, like, you know, remind myself of things constantly? I don't know. I guess um, it's like, back to a question of healthy versus unhealthy.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know if it's uh, healthy or not. But – I just wonder, like you said, these people who keep themselves immersed in these cases, they... I don't know. I will... (laughs) I don't even know how to word it. It's like there's a difference in losing someone to that type of tragic murder, Mm. which when someone dies from cancer, that's still a murder, if you ask me. Cancer is the is the killer. Um, But I guess it depends on how severe the death was because then it allows it to linger. Whereas your dad was a, and my mom too, and just people who pass away from cancer, or things like that, usually Mm -hmm. have a um, slower journey to getting there. There's Mm -hmm. like more steps we have to remember or that we have dealt with that got them there yeah. opposed to say someone who was murdered where this is the last day they remember for that person. And then they were just snatched away. Hmm. So in my opinion, that's easy that for me, that would be easier for me to remember of my last moment in the snatch away yeah. opposed to every single step I've gone through each month until that person passed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I don't think that it's necessarily healthy or unhealthy. It's just, once again, two different types of paths. And honestly, like for our cases, the best way to really remember everything is writing stuff down because we, like everyone else, have the rest of our lives going on. Mm -hmm. You know, we just have our daily in and outs that we deal with and new memories that come about and... It's harder to hold on to every little bit and piece when we have so many more things coming our way, opposed to the people who have one main incident that they have been hurt by or are holding on to that they're using for support for others as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's totally true. Because I remember I literally wrote everything down like day for day. We even have like a notebook and shit. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me today, like certain things, I can't tell you. I'd have to refer to my notes. (laughs)
1: But gonna... that's why you have the notes though, because right. there's something that you are to do with that.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: And that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> 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 but no, seriously though, like it's and that I, I personally think that the note taking is healthy because writing is a healthy form of mental health yeah, um, and taking care of yourself because you're not over-bogging your brain, holding on or trying to hold on to everything. Mm-hmm. You're allowing yourself to be able to breathe and expand and just kind of live in the moment yeah. when you can write that stuff down and go back and refer to it and not have to worry about trying to hold on to every little bit in peace because that's going to drive you insane. And I feel like there was a small time where I drove myself a little crazy because I'm like, Oh, gosh, I feel like I'm starting to forget things. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes, like when we have our conversations and we're doing these episodes and the amount of things that you remember with your situation with your dad. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like at times, like my information is inadequate because I can't remember as much detail as you can. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, am I a shitty daughter? I'm literally her only child. I was there the whole time, but that's the stuff you think about sometimes when you have those situations. No, I know I'm not shitty. I'm pretty (laughs) fucking awesome. Like, don't worry about, don't worry about me. like 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 sinking in a hole, (laughs) no. And I know it's nothing intentional, but being someone who also has lost a parent and I'm only human. We compare ourselves to other people. That's unfortunate. and, yes it's something that we as people need to stop doing but that is something i've thought about plenty of times of course because it's just like this is something we talk about all the time and then it's just like damn like as much as i talk about it i really can't remember that much and i'm like damn is it because i smoke too much weed like am i forgetting shit because i smoke too much weed but no i know that's not it myself and my style is suppressing and holding on to what i want to remember And a traumatic response. Right. And unfortunately, memories that are more significant for me are the ones that hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good memories. I can't list them all. There And there's key memories I'm going to remember. But when it comes to my situation, I remember the things that scared me the most, took me out of my comfort zone the most, that made me the most sad. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. those are the things that my brain links to first and holds on to the most. So, yeah, I get it. You know, it's unfortunately a part of the process for some of us, Mm -hmm. you know, so for me, that that's a good reason why I had therapy or have therapy, because it helps me to get away from that state. It helped me to look at the bigger picture and look at other things, the things you're able to enjoy, yeah. the good times you've had, and things to look forward to, things that were instilled in you that were of good nature and good character. Right.
0: Well, that was beautifully said. Um, <laughs> grief, man, it's just it's such a an interesting little <laughs> little beast, isn't it?
1: It is, and um. it could be so draining. Um, But then it can be rewarding in a sense of feeling like, wow, I'm not as sad as I was before. I still get sad, but I'm not as sad. And it's like, wow, am I graduating? And then this random ass day comes and you're just like down in the dumps, like Mm -hmm. one tiny thing just triggers you. And then it's just you feel like you're back to square one. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, it's
0: something I, I was telling you before we started airing something that I was just telling my mom, um, you know, the other day is, you know, when you're because you're always going to grieve once you lose somebody. So in your grieving process, because to me, that never ends. Uh, um, no, <laughs> you know, you're going to come across a memory and it's going to like make you laugh one day. And then you might come across that same memory or something different, you know, a day later or a few weeks later, and that shit's going to make you cry for like the entire 24 hours of that day. It really just kind of like depends. And you really just need to ride whatever wave your emotional roller coaster has you on that day because you can't do anything to stop it. It's going to happen. Who knows why it makes you laugh one day and one day it makes you cry. There's no Mm -hmm. explanation for it, but either way, it's healthy and it's normal. So just
1: let it happen roll with it that's right just let what what is be as weird as that (laughs) sounds but let what is be what it is yeah simple as that don't question it just write it out yes (laughs) talk about me very well said very well said (laughs) i I try (laughs) oh my goodness what else you got for us for some mental health content
0: so if you want to get into some more, like, technical, like, terms or whatever for kind of, like, what we're talking about and how grief affects us mentally, mm-hmm. um, some things that's been recorded that other people experience can be, like, anxiety attacks, um, they can have, like, chronic fatigue, they can have depression, um, or it can even go as, as, as extreme as, like, having thoughts and feelings of suicide. Um, Ooh.
1: I have not reached that, but I can definitely say anxiety and depression have been on my list. Yeah. Not severe. I think I've had mild depression, like a mild case of depression. Oh, yeah. But anxiety. Mm, they used to have me like short of breath while laying in bed at night. Oh, really? Have an anxiety attack. Oh, my gosh. Blood pressure raised up put me on blood pressure medicine i'm like Bitch, oh, I remember that. my blood pressure is <laughs> there's nothing wrong with my blood pressure i'm just i'm pretty sure it's like an anxiety or panic attack yeah oh yeah it was oh gosh it was so scary thanks so scary so people if you have those any of those symptoms or signs definitely seek for some type of assistance because one it doesn't feel good and two especially if you're having the thoughts of suicide no one wants you to go no and the one who you lost that caused you to feel like that does not want you to go
0: no not at all that's yeah i can't i don't know i can't imagine being in that dark of a place but i can totally see like why it would happen and somebody would feel that way absolutely um And depression, you know, I feel like that's just, like, a given.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Automatic, yeah.
0: Unless you're, like, some, I don't, like, twisted (laughs) person, I guess I'll say. And you're, like, happy that someone died. Then clearly you didn't really care about them in the first place just because. No!
1: (laughs) No! So I will say there are some people that I believe are. God in a well suited place in their lives and they understand the circle of life and handle things in a better nature than most of us can i feel like there's a small percentage of those people out there who may not necessarily hit depression but they definitely do hit a very serious state of like grieving and mourning
0: oh yeah no i thought you were going to say like <laughs> something about like people being happy that someone's gone <laughs> I was like in oh what gosh. kind of a situation like does that even exist like even no. if someone's like 100 like you're still going to be sad when they die like <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know where you're going with that you made me nervous <laughs> oh
1: my gosh
0: um but for me I don't know <laughs> if I would say that I've had anxiety attacks um mm-hmm. there's just one instance when my dad was completing his second surgery I want to say and I feel like I've definitely talked about this um, where we went to go see him when he was still in the ICU and he was just like kind of like waking up from everything and when he did he had like blood like coming out of like his nose and things and he was just like freaking out and panicking because this is the one um I think this is the one where he lost his voice so that whole experience just did not fly with me and normally I'm very like calm and like collected and the one that has my like head together because I felt like I needed to to be my mom's support right and in this instance nope that shit happened and I ran out the door down the hallway into the bathroom and I just I just I just I couldn't I was like hysterically crying I was like losing my mind and I don't know how my mom found the time to call my grandma but she did and she called me when I was in there and I don't know why I answered it but like I was glad that I did my mom so my grandma don't do the crying bullshit like she will not your talk mom's to mom? you. yes yeah. <laughs> she will not talk to you when you're crying like none of that so like a part of me was kind of like don't answer because like she you know she don't play with that
1: Obviously, she strikes me as that type <laughs>
0: but she obviously <laughs> knew like what I was going with and like you know my mom had like explained things to her I mm-hmm. assume from what I remember um, but it was like comforting to, to hear her. And she did certainly like calm me down. But I would say that that's kind of like the one and only time that I can remember to where like, I just like, to me, that was an anxiety attack. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, I don't, I don't, you know, well, I don't, that was an
1: attack of something.
0: Um, but that was just, that will literally stick with me forever. Um, So, yeah, that that was that. Um,
1: <laughs> Ooh, that was heavy. Oh, my gosh. I just people. Y'all so there. Y'all so listening. <laughs> oh, gosh. That one was weighing heavy on the chest.
0: I have it so vividly in my mind. I just like seeing everything like happening.
1: Mm-hmm. I have two memories like that myself. So I get it. Um... I'm sure a few of us who have been riding out with our loved ones until their ends have some of those moments that just we can't get rid of in our minds as much as they hurt us and make us uneasy
0: yeah no that will forever forever stick with me um Mm. and well thank
1: you for sharing that as hard as that was
0: yeah i just mm. (laughs) anyways Um, so I would say that the only other time I experience anxiety is when my mom stops answering me. Like, if I don't hear from her within like 24 hours, like I start panicking and like I'm frantically like calling her. And I think we've had this conversation because we I did, said I, and I was with cameras.
1: Yeah, so. I was gonna ask, did she get those cameras installed? Uh, no, she did not. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> Y'all heard that? She said, We're working on that. <laughs> Shut up. Actually... That is great. That is great.
0: <clears throat> um, but that's the only time I just I freak out when I don't hear from somebody because I'm just like I'm just terrified that like something's gonna happen.
1: No, I get it. That's with if anybody really.
0: Like if someone doesn't answer me in like what I consider to be a reasonable time frame, like <laughs> you better you better answer me before I start oh my
1: gosh (laughs) i'm gonna test you one day see how it goes
0: uh well you almost did freak me out it was like maybe a few months ago i think it was and we were like supposed to podcast and i was like texting you and i i don't remember if i called you i might have like facetimed you or something and you weren't answering me and then i even text nat i was like hey i was like have you heard from amanda today i was like we're supposed to podcast and i haven't heard from her and she's like, she said, I think she said yes. Like she talked to you like earlier in the morning or something like that. And I was like, well, she's not answering me. And I was like, I need to know if she's okay. And then you, like two hours later, oh, I was napping.
1: Oh, I think I know what time you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like if this bitch don't
0: wake the hell up because Listen. I know, we have things to do.
1: Listen, if you're into the human design, I am a projector and we need our rest. So there are times where I just need to rest. <laughs>
0: I was freaking out, so you don't have to test me because it's already happened, lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, yeah. okay. Sorry, Cassie. Thank you. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> Do you have more uh, uh, more mental health talk for our peeps?
0: Um. I don't think so. I think the only thing left that I would have to say and kind of wrap it up with is don't feel like ashamed if you feel like you are like, I don't know, grieving too long, if that's like even like a good statement to make. Um, Just recognize what you're going through. And if it comes to a point where you haven't been able to really function back into society, I would definitely you know, suggest seeking some kind of help, whether it's professional or, you know, just going to like a friend and saying, Hey, like, I, I think I have like a problem or, you know, I really need to talk about this or, you know, whatever the case might be with somebody that you trust. If you're like me and you don't feel comfortable going to like a stranger to talk about things. Mm -hmm. Um, I would certainly, you know, suggest that and just make sure that you recognize it because I think self-awareness is huge when it comes to that. Um, so just, Don't let it take you to the point of actually becoming with, like, a a diagnosable condition.
1: Right. And if you're somebody who is comfortable with talking to strangers and you don't want to talk to someone with professional degrees or someone who would charge your insurance, Cassie and I are also here because we're people who can relate Mm -hmm. and can just be a listening ear. We don't even have to share our story. You can listen to our podcast episodes to hear our story and we'll just take the time to listen to you so or even if you want some ideas on how to kind of best handle the stage you're in with grieving or just anything your girls are here we got y'all
0: yes we sure are so don't be afraid because I promise we are very nice people (laughs) absolutely
1: I'm nicer than Cassie oh
0: you know okay yes
1: that's a fact because we established you're not personable Thank you all for tuning in to another episode with us. It's your girl Amanda with my girl. Yes. And we look forward to chit chatting with y'all on our next episode. See you guys later. Bye.